Welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Truth, freedom, and justice. That's all we want. Seriously. For too long now, the public has been swimming in the lies and deception brought to us by good old mainstream media. But the momentum of the game has changed. Can you sense it? There's been a heavyweight fight that we have been witnessing and intimately involved in, whether you realize it or not. The deep state is like a prize fighter, on the ropes, flailing, still a bit dangerous to us, but ultimately about to hit the canvas. And this is extraordinary news for we the people. What will happen next? Well, much of that depends on us. I'm seeing more and more people questioning the mainstream media narrative about COVID, about the deep state, about Trump and Biden and China, and about us, and we're starting to figure it all out. I think the question everyone needs to ask themselves is this. If the mainstream media is doing their best to deceive and divide us, and that should be fairly obvious at this point, how can I continue my own momentum in this great awakening? And for some, maybe you start looking at Telegram, where you'll find more citizen journalists and critical thinkers. Or you start listening to Project Veritas and Cliff High to broaden your perspective. Or maybe you dig into Patel Patriot's Devolution series on Substack because everyone's talking about it and you don't understand it. Well, please go understand it. It will certainly help you. For others, you may just need to drop mainstream media. Just let it go and see what comes to you without all that propaganda fogging up your perceptive abilities. And for still others, it may not be any of this. What maybe you need to do is deepen your spiritual life or your meditation practice. Maybe you need to deepen your expression of gratitude and reverence for the mystery of it all and the divine. Or increase your capacity for silence. Perhaps you've gotten accustomed to the noise of the intellect like so many of us, and this is keeping you from clear seeing. Can you take an honest look at that? My point here is that we all have an edge to explore in the Great Awakening. I have an edge and so do you. And together, we will continue to grow our courage and our sovereignty to face whatever comes at us, knowing that I have your back and you have mine. The question that keeps coming up for me is this. How do we collectively develop our strength, wisdom, and humility? And can we do this now? And how do we do this? This will be part of my ongoing inquiry moving forward. I'm excited to talk to my guest today, really excited actually. He is a fellow truth seeker, freedom lover, mystic, and podcaster. Let's go have a conversation with him and find out what's going on. David Whitehead is a full-time martial arts instructor, entrepreneur, and a man with a lifelong interest in esoteric philosophy, mythology, and ancient and modern mysteries. David is an avid adventurer and independent researcher and runs his own podcast called Truth Warrior, which is centered around his own personal quest to seek out the answers to many of the interesting and challenging questions of our time. Here is my interview with David Whitehead. Okay, I'm here with David Whitehead. Truth warrior, martial artist, podcaster, David Whitehead. David, welcome to Base Camp for Men. It's great to have you on the show. Hey, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to meet you, man. Yeah, you too, brother. You know, I, I found your podcast and your content immediately resonated with it um, and saw in you an, another seeker of truth, somebody that had been uh, uh, looking in all kinds of directions to kind of piece together uh, things. And I guess my, my first question is, is, uh, maybe you could sketch out a little bit, like when did, when did your hero's journey start in terms of 
being a truth seeker? Did you, was it a book you read? Was it a particular thing that you did that put you on the, on the path? Um, how has that unfolded for you uh, over, you know, did it start when you were really young or did, were you out of college? When did your kind of journey really begin? Well, thanks for the question. I mean, for me, I always struggle to answer this one with a definitive thing because, as you know, it's a process that continually unfolds. And maybe what I did was suddenly just notice the process happening. Mm. And what it was, was I've, I've always naturally had an insatiable curiosity. It's just part of my personality. I've had it since day one. Even my parents will tell you. I was the, always the one with the questions, with the hand up, challenging the Sunday school teacher or the teacher at school or the friends or whatever. And I just had questions. And so my, I also had a, a very tumultuous uh, childhood in a lot of ways. Uh, my mother was very ill. She was in and out of the hospital all the time. And my dad was working shift work. So um, I was moving around, staying at different people's places. They were just friends of my family. And um, that sort of... Uh, I guess the angst of not having one place and and having my parents there and all that, I think as a kid, that really set me in a position where it developed, I developed a lot of anxiety as a kid because mm. I wasn't sure what was going on with my mom in the hospital and where I was going to be next. And, um, and when I look back on that time, I realized that was the roots of uh, that, that gave me what I have now, what I feel I have now. And uh, it, it's like that destabilization had me go on a quest to restabilize mm. and to find myself and to find the answers to all these questions that I had. And, and as I went through my teen years, I was really, really always interested in um, rel comparative religion, mythology, philosophy. The martial arts were super attractive to me as a kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I started training in karate and then I'd go to the bookstore and read all these Bruce Lee books and Gichin Funakashi books and all these things. And uh, so I'm kind of basically, I was pulling all these different threads together to sort of just keep following this curiosity that I had. And then when I really woke up to the reality of the world, and, and when I say that, I'm talking about the reality that so much of what we're told and presented with, be it from the political side of things, the religious side of things, the financial side of things. I mean, take your pick. So much of what we've been told, it just, it doesn't add up. And yeah. uh, it, it leaves you with more questions. And, and I think a lot of people close in and they just kind of default to something because that's mm -hmm. really challenging to deal with. Whereas I just was like this, I was born for this. I just, I want to go seek these questions. And when I woke up to the reality that um, the media so much of what we're being told isn't just spin. It's actually flat out lies. You, you, I started to get into it after 9-11, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. That was a major event for a lot of people. That At the very least, I just knew intuitively there was something wrong with that. I didn't know the answer. I don't think we still have it. It's just there was something off about it. And it, again, made me go, well, it's just giving me more questions to follow up on. And that morphed over time. I met my wife. She was... Uh, a political science and media studies major at a university here in uh, close to in Toronto where I used to live. And um, she used to kind of challenge me even on my uh, faith in the media at that time and, and tell me, no, you better, you better go do source material and better research for yourself. Cause yeah. you know, the media has a horrible track record and it's owned by all these big monopolies and, and that just set me on a track. And so I guess what the answer would be shortly is 
Um, I feel like synchronicity has been there whenever I've kept my curiosity alive and followed it. Um, you know, I've met incredible people that I feel Mm -hmm. like I wouldn't have met or, or books have fallen off the shelf or, uh, just circumstances have happened that basically kept encouraging me yep. in my life to keep yep. seeking, even when everybody else around me would say, you're crazy. What's your problem? Just go get a normal job. And, right. and I'm like, I, I can't, I, I feel like I'm here for a different kind of life than that. I'm not here yeah. for normie life. Yeah. And uh, so that's, what's really started to build and shape. And now what I do with truth warrior and unslaved and cult of the medics and all these different productions that I work with is um, I'm trying to find artistic ways of communicating the information that I've gleaned over these years as I've really just been going on my own pursuit of truth. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting to hear you describe that. It's so similar to my own journey and that, you know, one of the things that happens, you start to get exposed to the truth, then you start to get a real nose for it and, and, and a, and a heart for it. So that, you know, I think when you were talking about, I didn't know, what was what, but I was sensing the deception and the lies that were coming out of mainstream media. It reminds me a little bit of the matrix when he says, you know, it'll arrive like a a splinter in your mind, the question. And in the movie, it's the question is, what is the matrix? But the question for a seeker might be, what is going on with these, these lies? This does not look right. It doesn't jive with what I know is truthful. So what is going on with this exactly? I think a lot of people, whether it was you know, 9-11 or any of the other things that were happening, ETs, whatever it is, where they were like, look, it seems like something's being covered up. I can tell by how they're presenting it. Um, And you you mentioned, I heard you in one of your podcasts, uh, and I know you're a martial, longtime martial artist, and you said that you had heard an Aikido master, talked to an Aikido master who had told you, in order to seek the truth, you need the spine of a warrior. And I love this passage. Um, and, you know, I, I, it's funny. I go to the store. I don't know where it's, how it's like up in Vancouver Island when you're at, I'm in Seattle. And mm. even though, you know, I think of myself as being a, a, a warrior, uh, I've done men's work, I've done martial arts and stuff like that. I, I really feel this passage when I go out to the stores here, it's very liberal here. And I'm the only one that's not wearing a mask because that's, that's my truth is that I don't believe the lies. And also it's, I'm not giving up my liberties and my constitutional right to breathe fresh air because the store has a policy or my corrupt governor says we have a mandate that does not supersede my rights as a citizen in this free republic. And I'm not giving those up willy-nilly because everyone else is doing it. So I really feel the spine of a warrior when I go to the health food store and I'm the only one, you know, and or my wife, me and my wife. And, you know, I've never really felt it took that kind of strength until I've had the rubber meet the road in that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like I was in my bunker doing my research, talking to the people doing the pod and all that. But when I go out in the stores, it takes something. I mean, even for me, I'm like, you know, people are going to be looking at me weird, you know, or, or, and I just, I wanted to ask you about the passage. How is that showing up for you? um, Where truth is requiring uh, the spine of a warrior for you? You know, so I'm really glad you brought that one up because that was one of those uh, conversations that I only met that master one time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at a training workshop where we would basically frequent different training mats all weekend and just get little bits with different masters. It was like a smorgasbord of martial arts. And there was only one of these masters that was doing a philosophy session. Everybody mm-hmm. else was doing, you know, this is how you kill a guy in 10 seconds, which is yeah. all fun. But uh, the, I love the philosophy. So I'm like, I'm definitely sitting in on that. And at that time, I was kind of confused in my own way. I was a, maybe 15 and I just wanted to ask somebody who seemed very wise and experienced. And that's what he told me. And that changed my life. That kicked off another level. It also improved my martial art career. Uh, it's, it's, I fall back on it too. So I'm really happy to hear that that's something that resonates in your mind too, because this is what we need yep. uh, right now. And so, yeah, that's Spine of a Warrior. That's been with me my whole journey. I've been doing this public work for about 17, 18 years now. Um, I've done all kinds of stuff. Uh, and every time I get up and I, even when I had my, when I used to have my Facebook page before they banned me, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would be fearless in what I would post. I would post what I, Facebook has that question or what's on your mind. Well, if you want to know what's on my mind, here we go. You know, we're going to yeah. talk about what's happening in the world and real big issues and deep thinking and challenging status quos. You know, that's what's on my mind. Yeah. And so I would do that. And, uh, to the point where friends and family would, you know, make fun of me and come at me. And, uh, but I just, I knew that in the end, whether I'm right about everything or not, I know that I have to find the truth in my own way. And I'm not Mm -hmm. going to just sit back and comply with the biggest conspiracy of all time, which is to get everybody into consensus groupthink where they can't think independently and critically anymore. Right. And if people don't even notice that they're involved in that and they're not thinking, they think they're thinking, uh, but they're not. And I, I saw that and I went, look, I might not be right about all my theories or ideas about what I think is going on, yeah. but there's definitely a lot of smoke and where there's smoke, there's fire. But uh, I do know that we're wrong in this whole way where we're just going to believe hook, line and sinker with the media and the government and the, and so Hollywood are telling us without yeah. even like without even challenging it, without even questioning it. And I I knew that was wrong. I knew I was right about that. So that was the big place where I needed that spine was to withstand the peer pressure from everybody around me. And now look what, look what's going on with all this stuff, with this big experiment that's happening around us, uh, when everybody's falling for it. And there are those of us out there who intuitively felt like something was wrong with this. And that, uh, at the basic level, you are right. You are a sovereign being and nature has gifted you everything you need to survive on this planet. All you need to do is water the garden, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And yet we're being taught a lie that the only way to maintain optimal health and survive in this world is to take a bunch of snake oil and, uh, block our air passageways and, uh, basically, you know, just do what we're told without thinking. And I know that's wrong. So I started there and I, I knew at the beginning of this whole lockdown thing that there was something off with it because I know who we're dealing with, right? I know mm-hmm. who these people are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I said, I'm going to put full-time hours into researching this pandemic. I lost my martial art business. So that forced me to go full-time with my podcasting and my digital media work. Mm-hmm. Um, I was even doing television in LA. I was going back and forth, working with History Channel on some of the fun projects, you know. And that got shut down because of the quarantine mandate in Canada, uh, where they basically lock you into a hotel for two weeks just when you come back in the country for no real reason. And so uh, it what 
all the signs kept pointing, well, then that means I have to stay home and I have to work on Truth Warrior and, and what I'm doing here. And so it takes a spine to get up every morning and do the work. And I know you're doing the same thing with what you're doing. There's, there's a target on all of our backs. Anybody that's publicly out there voicing their truth and trying to wake people up. Uh, but at the same time, I'm sure you've also noticed that you're getting a lot of allies, uh, even mm-hmm. from places that you might not have expected. Because yep. a lot more people are starting to see through this stuff and a lot more people are thirsty to find out what the truth really is. Absolutely. Well said. I mean, I was going to ask you, you know, kind of if we frame this whole thing, this dark and light and the white hats and the black hats, if, it, if, it's, if it's the great reset of the World Economic Forum and the globalists versus the great awakening of we the people and uh, where are we at? You know, I. I'm, I have a whole bunch of people that check in with me saying, what are you seeing? What's going on? You know, um, for me, and I could be off, but I'm just sensing, I'm sensing a lot of upliftment. I feel like there's a lot of momentum right now in the great awakening. I feel like, like you just said, more and more people are finding the truth, including people that maybe were like, Hey, I'm not interested in that. But suddenly something didn't make sense. They heard something on a podcast or they read something went, wait a minute, that's, that doesn't jive. Uh, and they're starting to look. And, you know, one of the things the deep state's really good at that I like to remind people, they're really good at making it look like it's hopeless for you, we the people. Like, exactly, we're, we're running the show and there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. Like, we're Henry Kissinger and Bill Gates and we've just done this forever and you've given up all your sovereignty and power and just let us call the shots. And it's like, wait a minute. No, that's not what's going on. Like, as soon as you, yeah, they've got bullhorns on the media. So they blare out a lot of their deception and what they're up to and what they want to do. But underneath it is this giant groundswell from we the people with citizen journalists, grassroots, conversations like these that are finding uh, more and more people. And more and more people are being red-pilled, not just by us, by by uh, the dark hats as well. So people are going, wait a minute, something's not making sense. Oh, why does David Whitehead's stuff all of a sudden sound really relevant to me? You know, And I just think people are starting to wake up and we've got the momentum right now in my opinion and so i for one am feeling very excited uplifted and when people push me like hey did you see this or trying to you know mandate this again i'm like that's not that's not gonna fly they want you to think they've got everything handled and they do not it's coming apart at the seams for them and it's going to be a a system takedown by we the people in my opinion and i just wanted to get your thoughts on that well, I really resonate with that, Tony, and I've been trying to uh, communicate, even when I do on my show and in my work, you know, talk about some of the dark stuff that yeah. needs to be exposed. Yeah. Um, I, I'm the eternal optimist. I wonder if it's because of the martial arts that I got that and just the people I met in my life that were always, uh, they were realistic, but they were also, they understood how powerful the mind is, how powerful our conscious, consciousness is. Uh, to affect change in the world. The biggest lie we've been sold, as you said, is that we are helpless and that evil is the most powerful force and it's unstoppable, it's omniscient, there's nothing you can do. And you really see that a lot, even especially in the alternative movement now where um, everybody's under the illusion that uh, it's already, we have already lost, we're totally Mm. screwed, they're just going to take over and put us in concentration camps and it's just, but I'm with you, man. I've been following all the threads as many as I can. And um, I just see 
these people falling on their own sword in slow motion. It's like yep. watching a slow motion car crash you can't look away from. And it's horrible and it's nasty and it's probably going to get even more nasty. Yep. But we all know anybody that survived trauma in their lives knows that it's always darkest before the dawn. And you just need to keep up that, uh, that faith. And it's not blind faith. It's faith in what you can do and what you're capable of. Mm. And, uh, and that's what I bring to it as well. So I see that right now, um, what we could just call, we'll just call them the black hats just for an easy term. Um, they, the thing about the nature of corruption and crime and uh, lies and evil and tyranny, they're all kind of just different words for the same thing, in my opinion. Yep. The thing about it is within it has the seeds of its own destruction. Mm -hmm. because it is based in a lie. And so I've been saying something on my show for a long time, which is just simply truth wins. You want to know who wins in the end? Truth wins in the end because truth is invincible. It just stands as it is. Yep. And we can hide it. We can pretend it doesn't exist. We can try to cover it up. We can try to debunk it. We can, but it, it, it's invincible. It's going to stand. It's going to show forward. And all you need to do with these types of tyrants is, is keep the cameras rolling. And keep catching them doing shit and keep catching them contradicting themselves. And like the biggest example people need to see is none of these people that are telling you how to live your life and what you need to do. And you got to vaccinate your kids and you got to wear your mask and stand up straight and stand on that square. None of them are doing that. Right. So that tells you everything you need to know. But at the same time, we've got, think about this. We've got uh, how many whistleblowers now have come out on uh, like Project Veritas and in other forums, I've had whistleblowers on my show. Yep. Uh, how many, uh, there's thousands upon thousands of nurses and medical professionals being laid off and are choosing to leave their careers behind in order to not comply to getting the jab. Yep. What does that tell people? Right. So that's the, the people can deny it all they want, but I'm like, look, they just laid off 17,000 nurses in Quebec alone yesterday. Right. 17,000. Yeah. Like, do, do people re and they're like, well, but there's 60,000. So we still got I'm like, no, 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 don't like, listen, that that's a sign that if medical experts who are on the ground and never forget nurses spend way more time with patients than doctors do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they know, and they were on the ground and they, I've been talking to some of these people behind the scenes. I've been talking to paramedics and they're all telling me, look, man, we've honestly been sitting around waiting for the first wave, let alone some fourth wave. Like mm. this is, this is, we're not overwhelmed. We're just understaffed. We've been understaffed since before this. And now they're asking us to believe that we're doing all of these measures and extending these lockdowns and mandates and vaccine passports just so that the hospitals don't get overwhelmed. Yet they're laying off record numbers of hospital workers all over the world because they're saying, I'm I'm an expert in health and I don't want to get the jab yeah. and they're willing to lose their career. So that's a positive sign. Uh, I also, there's an organization in Canada called police on guard for thee, which mm -hmm. is a, a, a group. And there's actually another one that just started by a friend of mine, uh, which is a group of retired and active police in Canada that are getting together to combat the government. And they're actually putting together a lawsuit because the government is trying to force police to enforce tyrannical unconstitutional orders. And they don't want to do it. So police yeah. are starting to wake up. I know. Uh, I, I, you know, military personnel are starting to wake up. Even people on the media are like walking off the set. Uh, yeah. They're blowing the whistle. So I'm with you. And there's so many more positive signs. We could sit here for the whole time talking about them. And so I tell people, um, 
you know, all it takes is one domino to fall for these people and the whole thing's done. Whereas for them, they have to work 24 seven to keep all those balls, which are just the lies that they're telling us in the air. Mm -hmm. And all it takes is one of those balls to drop. Like, Oh, we got Ghislaine Maxwell's trial coming up soon. We got, uh, you know, there's all these pushes for class action lawsuits against governments all over the world. We've got, you know, all these different things and they have, the media has to keep lying and lying and lying. And it's going to continue to get to a point. I think we're already there right now, but it's going to keep going where it becomes so bloody obvious that the most mind controlled person in the world is still going to poke their head up and go, hold on a second. Something's off. Right, right. And all it takes, you know how it is, Tony, like you wake up to one thing and then all of a sudden you go, well, wait a minute. If they lied about that, what the hell else have they been lying to me about? Yeah, yeah, and then you yeah. go really research everything. And that's how it happens. And I'll just finish this point with personal anecdotes of people that I've known for a long time that never really paid attention to my podcast. They all kind of, they respected me, but they didn't really, they were like, oh, Dave's he's just got these weird interests. But now they are calling me up. They are messaging me. They're like, Dave, what's going on? I need the next documentary. I need the next book to read. What do I, I got friends of mine coming over and raiding my library. They're trying to catch up. And, uh, and I see that as a positive sign. So, uh, people keep your chin up. This is a fight. Okay. This is a fight and you have to think like a fighter. And if you're a fighter and you're in the ring and you're tired and you're beaten up and you know, you're sitting there thinking this guy's going to win you need to find some, the next gear in yourself in order to be able to pull out the victory. And uh, I happen to be an expert in that at least. And so I try to bring that into this philosophy and, and, and political work and all this stuff, because uh, it is important to resurrect the warrior that's in each and every one of us. We all have a warrior archetype in us and uh, it's needed now not to go out and cause violence, mayhem or chaos, but I'm talking about the martial artist warrior where it's, uh, you know, you are empowered, you are conscious, you are aware, you are, are, you know how to use force and how not to use it. You know how to win a battle without even fighting, like that kind of level. It's a, it's a yeah. war of the mind right now. And Absolutely. so stand strong. I'm with you. I believe that there's higher forces at work in this world. I believe it's a battle between good and evil on a cosmic scale. Um, and I believe that, uh, I, I tell everybody all the time, Evil is not the only force at work in this world. Here we are right now. We're being helped. And even if we weren't, we're still equipped with everything we need to turn things right. Love it. Love it, David. You know, there's there's a martial arts uh, maxim that says, choose your battles wisely. I, I don't know why I grabbed this. I just wanted to ask you, like, I think... Uh, I, maybe the reason it resonated with me is I've seen my own battle lines change a bit you know i think when the pandemic first came out i was just like a bull you know with a a a megaphone telling they're lying they're lying don't get the vaccine don't wear your mask and i don't you know i did that for a while and then i just kind of like look i need to be able to move as a warrior but with grace in this maybe yeah maybe i need to stop trying to convince you know, my liberal friends to think the way I do about this because they're just not there yet. Um, and it doesn't make, it doesn't sound about ego or I know more than this person. It was just, my truth wasn't resonating in the way that I wanted to. So I was like, well, let me, let me pull back a little bit. Let's get, let's get centered. Let's um, stand in our 
our sovereignty and our spiritual wisdom and just uh, let's let everybody make their own choices um, and not because I know a lot of people that have that wear the mask all the time. And I know a lot of people. Well, you know, not a lot of people, but I, and I know a lot of people that have gotten vaccinated, uh, yeah. including a lot of people I love. So. Um, I don't want to condemn anybody and that's not a fight. I don't want anybody to feel ashamed or embarrassed or, you know, oops, I fucked up. None of that. I want us all to be empowered right now moving forward. And so for me, I think the battle line has changed a bit into have conversations like this. If I have to be more of a warrior active, I I'm responsive. I'm basically making a deal with the divine and just saying, look, just use me however you want for the truth for humanity. I am here to serve humanity in any way I can. And I will rise to the occasion. I will be a warrior. Just let me know. But I might've been fighting in some areas I didn't need to fight in over there. I don't know if that resonates with you or not, but, uh, it does. Yeah. It's yeah. a good point you brought up Tony, because, uh, I'm in the same boat. I mean, we, our, our initial blasts on our, our social mm-hmm. media pages and trying to wake people up. It's kind of like that, you know, grab people by the shoulders and shake them awake. Like that was, I've tried that, you know, and it's not effective. That's the yeah. thing. It, it might feel like that's what you need to do. And you're kind of expecting people to just listen to you, but you realize that the, the people that have their ear, the, you know, the, is the media. So they, they don't trust you. They're going to trust, unfortunately, to trust the known liars and criminals of the planet. But, but, but here's the thing. Um, if we believe in freedom and we believe in free will, uh, and we're advocating for freedom of choice, then we have to, uh, give people the freedom to wake up on their own time and to make the choices that they're going to make. Uh, that's what they feel is right for them at the time. And we just have to, the only battle that I fight is I try to, now I've kind of escalated past all the intricate fights of, PCR tests and all that kind of stuff, which is good. I mean, man, we've got that hook, line, and sinker. But yep. to talk to the average person out there, I've realized talking with a bunch of facts and, and panic and freaking them out and telling them about all these deep states and everything, that's not effective. So what you do is you try to speak to them as a human being. Mm-hmm. And you you sit back and you you analyze the individual that's in front of you and just realize that everybody's different. And um if you're going to reach them and try to alert them, the best way is to start asking questions. And instead of making statements, ask questions. And it's mm-hmm. um, when I started changing this strategy, I noticed a massive change in the response I was getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I like questions is because it's not you telling somebody what to think. Yep. It's you helping them think. That's what questions do is that's, it was questions that woke me up. It wasn't answers. It was right, questions. Exactly. That woke exactly. Me up. Yep. So yep. for me, I love the, yeah, choose your battle. You have to choose your battle. Um, there, and there's people, unfortunately, who you just won't wake up because guess what? It's not, our job is to sort of, our job is to put the information out there, put the frequency of energy out there. Mm-hmm. And then when the teacher is ready, the master appears. And because if anybody would have grabbed me and shook me up and we're, we're like, some of those crazy types, right? On social media that just scream in all caps all the time. And I would have been turned off. I would have never gone down this exploration. Exactly. It was because I met people that were gracious and were smart and intelligent and they weren't pushy. They weren't desperate. Um, so, you know, clear that energy before you talk to people. But at the same time, stand your ground. I mean, if you're having people, I, I have a rule. It's the same rule I have with martial arts. I never start fights, but I finish them. 
which means I don't go out there seeking conflict with people. But if people cross that line and start attacking me physically or verbally, I'm going to stand up for myself. And I'm yeah. going to, that's a battle, but I've gotten better at that over time. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's important is right now when you have your friends, family, and everybody's pushing and all this peer pressure is going on. A lot of people are caving to that. They mm-hmm. didn't want to get the shot. They're doing it because their families are pushing them like crazy to get it because everybody's so hysterical about this. Mm-hmm. And what you need to do is be just as confident, if not more confident than they are when you speak about your truth and you don't have to be belligerent. You don't have to be a jerk. You don't have to make it all emotional. You can be calm, cool, and collected just like a samurai right? And just tell them the facts and stand up for your, for your truth. And uh, that's the battle that you know, we're all going to have to get better at. But um, in the end, uh, freedom is the goal. And that means even giving people the freedom to, uh, to make mistakes or trust the wrong information or whatever. And uh, the only debate I have with people is whether or not they're willing to reciprocate that for me. Because mm. you'll notice that only one side of this argument seems to want a complete collective censorship of anybody that disagrees. Um, And that's a very dangerous road to go down. So um, that's, that's the battle I advise people get with. And, and the number one battle that you're fighting is an internal battle. It has nothing to do with what's going on in the external world. It's how you are dealing with what's going on within you while we are all on this crazy planet going through this crazy time. So for me, that's the other message from like the Bruce Lee's of the world and the great martial art warriors is uh, you have to first win the battle against yourself before you can win any external battles. That's great. Yeah. One of the things uh, that I heard you talk about and it tied into something that I see as the edge for men, but also for our entire tribe is we've gotten kind of flabby in our sovereignty, in a and, and present company included, myself included, um, when all this went down, I had to take a look. I had to take a look at the shadow of my own, uh, you know, the way that I was, which was like, well, those guys run things. Uh, and when those guys started saying, here's mandates and here's recommendations and you know, I, I immediately said, no, I, I'm not doing that. I'm going to stand in my sovereignty. But I had to start to look at uh, the Constitution. Uh, mm-hmm. I had to start looking at the order of authority from, from the divine or from God uh, all the way, you know, through us to the U.S. Constitution all the way down to the bottom, which is the mandates that the governor was issuing. Um, and one thing I see is that as, as a tribe, humanity, we the deep state has run things for a long time. Here, our great awakening is, and their own lies and deception are threatening to collapse the monetary system, collapse the media machine, collapse um, all of the uh, corrupt, uh, treasonous uh, actors that are in uh, politics. I mean, the whole thing looks to be about one lie away from the entire thing crumbling. Mm-hmm. And if that's true, we, the people, will have to provide the leadership, and we have become unaccustomed. Now, we have a lot of entrepreneurs and people that are business leaders, but we have let the deep state sort of run the show, so to speak, and we've gotten a little flabby in our own collective king or collective sovereignty, and from where I'm sitting, somebody that's done a lot of men's work and, and martial arts and stuff, we will need to, as a tribe, as men, as men and women, humanity, 
reclaim our sovereignty as a collective. So yes, you and I need to know what our sovereign rights are. It sounds like you and I both exercise those on a regular basis, but as a collect right. as a collective, we are going to need to start to exercise that muscle because it has not been exercised as the deep state has run things for thousands of years. We, the people have been like, well, you know, uh, the, the Henry Kissingers and the uh, Royal families of the world and the Barack Obamas, they run things and we listen to what they do. We, you know, we, we criticize and act like victims and we're helpless to steer uh, what what life on planet Earth is going to look like. But we're going to have to shake that out and shake out that resignation and the victim mentality to say we're ready to step up. We do have allies in, in powerful places, divine allies. Um, you know, you could frame that any number of ways, but we have help in high places, but we need to indicate to our allies in high places, look, we're ready to step into our sovereignty as a tribe and partner with the planet to make good decisions. Because fr- frankly, right now, I would take a sampling of anybody that cares for humanity and put them into the government and say, you guys can make better decisions than what the deep state's doing, clearly. <laughs> so, right, um, right. But that's, but that's going to need to be reclaimed. And we're going to have to create systems that put that in place. And I'm, I'm not quite sure if we're talking five years, 50 years, or what that looks like. But I, it's something that I can kind of see on the edges where I say, we're going to have to reclaim that as a, as a tribe. Yeah, no, you're right. And uh, for me, that starts with, as you said, like it starts as a personal thing first. And then you learn the legalese and you learn, you know, what the rights are. And you learn also that, um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, corruption, even within some of the documents and some of the legal systems. So mm-hmm. in order to restore proper order and proper law that is in harmony with nature, with humanity, and with justice, real justice, um, you're right. We need the good people to step forward. You know, what's the old saying? Evil only thrives when good people do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so the, the game of the deep state has been to find a way to keep us paralyzed and blinded and uh you know like we're we're in a state where we're not active and we're we're active in in what they've tried to pigeon us whole pigeonhole us into which is we got to earn enough money to survive so i better make sure i'm at my job on time Mm -hmm. and and, you know i'm not slighting that it's just that we've been distracted and then we're distracted by the circus and we're distracted by all the flashing lights and all the celebrities and you know they they know very well uh how our psychology works yeah. Um, so what we have to do to reclaim that you're right is, you know, you, the best way I can recommend is to start with, uh, just some local people close to you, maybe some friends, some family that are awake and you're all together and then maybe move into your community and start organizing some get togethers. Like we've just been organizing some, uh, barbecues and getting together with people. And it, it got to a point where it grew into like over a hundred people. That's and great. it actually started at the park. My, my wife was just bringing the kids to the park and she just talked to other moms and then we'd be, Oh yeah, you, 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 this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Hey, we should meet up, you know? And then it just, it's like this underground resistance. And I mean, never forget even the American revolution started in the taverns, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, that, it, think about when we think about the origin of law and the origin of government and the origin of, of the systems that we have, um, it's like we have to go back to the beginning again mm-hmm. and and then remember that we they had to systematically take away all the checks and balances and all the safeguards from tyranny rising up. They've had to do that over a 50, 60 year period, you know, since mm-hmm. the war era. They've had to slowly remove little protections here and there until now here we are and they're going okay guys you have to do what we say or else 
and people are like scratching their heads. Wait a minute. I thought it was the constitution. Yeah. And then you're realizing, oh, right. That was six, that was years ago. They already took away those safeties. So how do we build them again? Well, the good news is every problem that we have in front of us can be solved. Mm-hmm. And uh, it can be solved by us remember, you know, we have to value freedom if you're going to fight for it. And I think what's happened is because people have been stripped from their, from inside of their inner constitution, Mm -hmm. uh, they have been more ripe for the plucking, so to speak, where the external constitutions of the world start meaning less and less. And we've actually analyzed it on the Unslaved podcast that I do with my colleague, Michael Tessarian. We've analyzed it as there's actually a fear of freedom. People Mm -hmm. fear freedom. Mm-hmm. It's like that movie, you know, Shawshank Redemption, when the guy finally is about to get out and he's terrified to go back into the real world again. He's adapted to prison life. Yep. And what they've done is they've gotten really good at having us adapt to prison life and making us feel like we're free. And uh, so we have to start loving freedom again and realizing the value of it. And you can't love something really dearly until it's taken from you. It's just mm-hmm. this weird thing. It's like yep. distance makes the heart grow fonder. So part of me feels like if there is some plan here, okay, yep, if there is yep. a counter move happening, yep. that it wouldn't have worked if a bunch of guys would have just come in and arrested everybody and, nope. and brought them on trial and then Trump comes in or whoever comes in and saves the day, the Pleiadians land on the way, whatever right. it is everybody thought. Right. Uh, and I think what would have happened was we would have just, because we've been trained for so long with this mockingbird media and all this poison, we would have defaulted back to those settings again uh, yep. in a short order. Yep. So in order to change this and really beat this criminal cabal syndicate that's mm-hmm. trying to desperately not just take new power, but maintain the power they've already gained, mm-hmm. um, in order to take them out for good, we have to go on this sort of Universal Studios experience of mm-hmm. tyranny and a loss of freedom yeah. so that we go, every head turns, like, Maybe at a different point, you'll uh, a friend of yours will wake up, and then, then uh, someone that I know, it's going to be later down the road or earlier. We all wake up at different points, but this is going to hit everybody's doorstep at some point, and yep. it has to be that way because that's what it takes not just to change things now and get these people, uh, get justice to be served and order restored, but what about for our kids? What about for our grandkids? Yeah. We need to be able to tell them the stories of this battle. We need to make it visceral and real for them. Just like, you know, my grandfather was telling me about his time in the war and my other grandfather, he's from Holland and him and his father were in the Dutch underground. Mm -hmm. And they told me what it took for them to survive just on a daily basis while they were fighting for their lives. And, you know, I look back to that and I think this is nothing compared to that. So we should be grateful that we've been able to sort of fight this war in our pajamas, so to speak. And I know it's, I don't want to brush anybody's drama. It's been horrible. I know people have gone through hell, but I'm just trying to, lighten it up a bit by saying um if we can look at this from the bigger perspective in the long game that we have to if we want to save freedom and and save western civilization and keep it intact and inspire the world again and be great again um then we have to uh, we have to fall back in love with freedom and that means we kind of have to go through the experience of losing it so that we're out of the realm of all these sticky debates that were going on before this happened where mm-hmm. it was easy to put on a whiteboard and they could say, yeah, you know, uh, free will doesn't exist. And, you know, 
there's all this injustice. And, and so, you know, we need to take more money from you. And if you want to save the environment, just give us all your tax dollars. And like, that's, it's people when it's just in the mind and it's all sort of surreal, they're like, yeah, I guess so. But when it's in your face and you're living it and you're living the consequences of those policies, suddenly people go, you know what? I, I don't like where this is heading. Right. And that's what it takes. So I'm with you, man. I'm feeling as much as I have my roller coaster moments, because this is one hell of a thrill ride. Uh, man, I, I just look at the people. I look at people like you. I look at people. Uh, I was on another awesome show this morning. Um, I, I get people emailing me from literally all over the world. People are waking up everywhere. We're all thinking the same thoughts. We're all having the same discussions. Yep. And I think, well, let's just keep that going. And I have confidence that we can definitely restore uh, freedom and, and natural law again. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm right there with you. David, thank you so much for coming on Basecamp for men. Do you have, you, you have so much creative output. You've got Truth Warrior podcast. Where, where, what else do you want to point the listeners to, uh, to come to find you, find your work? Where, what do you got going on that you'd really like our listeners to know about? Oh, sure. Thanks. And by the way, Tony, this has been a great conversation. You're amazing to, to listen to, and I'm definitely going to be tuning into your show. Um, yeah, people can find me. Uh, my main website is dwtruthwarrior.com. That'll lead you everywhere. Uh, but then I do a collaborative project uh, with my colleague, Michael Desarian, who is a world-renowned scholar, researcher from Ireland. Uh, and he actually, he's from Seattle too. He moved to the US. He's in Seattle. And uh, he and I did a project called Unslaved which is uh, an, an exploration of all these subjects and more. You can get that at unslave.com. It's a premium subscription uh, show, but it's worth every single penny. You'll never, you won't find information like that anywhere else. Uh, and then I'm working right now very hard on a series, a documentary series called Cult of the Medics. Mm. And I had actually written this prior to the pandemic and something inside me told me to hold off. And I'm glad I did because yeah. now everything that's happened has really just emphasized all the points in my thesis of what I think is totally, happening. Totally. And so I've done, uh, they can go to cultofthemedics.com. Uh, that link will also be on my other sites. And I've, I've released three chapters already. I have 12 planned because uh, for some reason I like putting monumental, almost incomprehensible tasks in front of myself. I don't know why I do this, but anyways, yeah, yeah. I'm going for 12 and I'm releasing the fourth chapter on the 22nd of October. So that's uh, what, like close to just like nine days from now. And what this is, is an exploration of the hidden esoteric occult history of the medical industrial complex. Unlike you've ever heard before, it's a very unique remix of a lot of the information I've gleaned from many different subject points over these years. And I'm colliding them all together and making it very watchable in these 45 to 60 minute little presentation, little documentaries um, that I'm hoping, I realize we need to access our creativity right now. And I'm hoping these will be good tools for people to share to help wake up uh, those other people around them that may not be able to sit through a whole podcast. So those are my main sites, dwtruthware.com, unslave.com and cultofthemedics.com. That's great. You know, when you said cult of the medic, my immediate thought was you know, when all this is over and done with, Fauci is going to end up serving prison for crimes against humanity and treason. Uh, I'm, I'm just basing that on some of the, you know, gut feelings, the conversations I'm having. But I'm like, how is this guy, how are people still listening to this guy as if he is holding some sort of truth? I have no idea why people That's are still amazing. quoting Tony Fauci for anything at this point. But they, some still- We'll never forget. 
yeah. never forget, everybody listened to Jim Jones right up to the point yeah. they told him to drink the coup. Everybody listened yeah. to Marshall Applewhite and, yeah. uh, you know, Robert DeGrimston. So it doesn't yeah. surprise me, but it surprises me on the level that like, yeah, how could you, how could you not see it? But hopefully, yeah. I, I believe it's all going to come out. And I think it's going to be worse for him than jail time. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do too. So, well, David, thank you so much for coming on Basecamp for Men. It's great to be in these conversations, these deep conversations with you. You bring a lot. I love your mission and I love the work you're doing. So keep up the good work. Let's stay in touch. And uh, thanks again for making time today. Thank, thank you, Tony. It's been great. And we'll definitely stay in touch. And thanks to everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with David Whitehead. I absolutely love this guy. To hear David's excellent podcast, Truth Warrior, go to www.dwtruthwarrior.com. That's dwtruthwarrior.com. Are you having these types of important conversations in your life? Remember, the discovery and expression of truth, like spiritual enlightenment, is a group effort. It takes a village, they say. And what will be your unique contribution to the truth and the great awakening? Be well, mighty warriors. If you find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Basecamp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month, or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Basecamp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac, and you're listening to Base Camp for Men.